presenting the champion of health and fitness, representing studio personal training, introducing Rob Evans! Hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 267. And today I want to give you a bit of an update as to what's been going on with the Road to 600 because if you've been keeping an eye on things on social media, you will have seen that uh, well, at the time you're listening to this might be a few days ago, uh, we posted this morning and I think I did it um, maybe two days ago. So I've created a, a Road to 600 uh, part of my workout which I've just been eating something and I've noticed all the stuff's come off it and it's down the front of me. Jeez, it looks terrible. And um, Anyway, so I've created a specific Road to 600 workout which is emulating what I would do on um, the 31st of December. So essentially, um, just those three lifts that I'm doing. So bench press, start with bench press, go to leg press and then go to the deadlift. Uh, because that's, uh, that's a lot of strain on the body to do in one workout, especially when you're talking about one rep maxes uh, for all of those things. Now, I'm not at the stage where I'm doing one rep max because um, that doesn't make any sense for me with the status of my shoulder. Uh, but um, what I wanted to do is make sure that I'm progressing every single week. So the, the number that I need to achieve, 600, or the gap that I have to 600 is coming down every single week. Even if it's only coming down by a kilo, it must come down. Um, and that, in that way, I know that I'm making progress every single week. No matter how hard it may feel, I think, man, I'm so far away from where I need to get to. Uh, it's progress. And this is how uh, the, you know, like the Olympic lifters, the power lifters and so forth train as well. Every single workout, you must be increasing. So I did it this week, and my goal for uh, mid-April, so for, say four weeks out, was to be able to lift 40 kilograms on the, um, the bench press. And uh, last week, I was lifting 20, 20 kilos. And I figured that, well, to get to 40 with no pain on reps in four weeks it's probably a pretty good uh, goal for me uh, so yesterday well sorry two days ago when I um, did the workout I uh, put the bar on 20 warmed up with that then I went to 30 and that felt really good and then I thought no I'm going to go to 40 and I went to 40 and I, I managed to do 10 reps two sets and there was no pain so I broke my record from last week by 20 now at this point, it's not the weight, it's not about getting the weight up, I can lift the weight, it's just being able to do it in a pain-free way. So knowing that I'm not pushing my shoulder too fast, or too far, too quickly. And so then we moved over to the leg press. So I was up 20 kilos from last week. So then we moved over to the leg press, and my goal for this week was 180 kilos, and I did 160 last week. And my knee was not feeling, my left knee, I have a um, patellofemoral syndrome, a tracking issue with my left knee, uh, and that has an impact on uh, me, some days worse than others. Uh, so I was getting a little bit of knee pain. 
Uh, but I, I did 180. I only did two repetitions from, so I didn't. I wanted to get a better result from last week, but um, I didn't want to be in too much pain, uh, especially through the knees. The quads and everything are okay, but my hamstrings were starting to feel a little bit too. And it was 20 kilos more than last week. Um, so, and I successfully did that. So now we're up 40 kilos. And then it was time to go to the deadlift. Now the deadlift, in my goal is 200 kilos. Uh, for leg press, it was 300 kilos. Um, and uh, for uh, again, for my deadlift, my goal was to get to um, 77 kilos by mid-April, pain-free. So I did uh, 57 last week, and that was okay. Uh, so I did 67 this week, and I can only do six repetitions on my second um, set not because of the strength, but because I was starting to feel a bit of pain through my uh, my left shoulder, uh, just with that downward gravity weight on um, um, you know my shoulders, and so there's no point in going any heavier than that at the moment. So um, yeah, that's that's what I did. So in total, I'm 50 kilos up from last week. And so that's huge, and that's in less than a week actually. Um, so that was a massive, massive improvement for me, 50 kilos. So I'm still sitting at below 300 kilos, so I'm still below the 50% mark. Uh, but again, you know, if I was to um, talk normally about how I would I'd be lifting, if I wasn't specifically training for something, uh, that my bench press would probably be up around 75 kilos. So an extra 35 kilos, and my deadlift would be about 120, say. Um, yeah, I could probably fairly comfortably get to 120. Um, so what's that, an extra, say, 53 kilos to 80. So you're almost at a, another 100 kilos um, additional. My leg press is pretty much maxed out to where I uh, my legs will take me right now. Um, so we're about an extra 80 to 100 kilos more than where I am right now which is leaving me of a deficit of still about 200 uh, kilos. Uh, but edging closer and closer each week. Remember, this is the 31st of December we're aiming for, and that's nine months away. I just have to make sure that I'm continually stimulating the muscle growth. So I'll be doing one of these Road 600 workouts uh, once a week. I'll be doing three other workouts around that. Um, so like last night, I did a, um, an arms workout other days it'll be more chest focused, others more back, others more legs. Now obviously in the Road 600 workout I'm doing heavy of everything, well heavy for me uh, right now. And on these other days I'm just overloading the muscles more uh, with um, hitting the, the muscles from different angles. Uh, so I think it's really exciting to see that progress. Now. Um, uh, what I have to tell you is that coming into the workout, I wasn't feeling super motivated. Now, yes, I do do workouts and I start them and I think, man, I'm not really into this. But once I got started, uh, it was amazing. It was like flicking this switch and uh, it felt incredible. And certainly by the end of it, uh, if you go to Facebook, you'll see that I've um, done a little video there. Uh, Olivia was my camera person. Uh, filming, and uh, you can see in the photo of me 
uh, how excited I look uh, at the end of it. Um, so it's a big achievement. It's a big achievement for me. 50 kilos is a big increase from last week, given my circumstances right now. And that's not making excuses. I'm just saying that um, I didn't expect me to be able to make such big improvements so quickly. And uh, business-wise, I said a couple of days ago, you know, about pushing through no matter what. And um, I'd had a, a really bad um, kind of 20-hour period in the time before with, uh, you know, people letting me down and so forth. And uh, I think on the back of that with the commando weekend coming up and again, uh, you know, people over-promising and under-delivering and where I am um, sitting here right now recording this for you, uh, I'm almost over, um, oversubscribed to the event uh, because um, I thought there was a couple of things I could have done. Now, I know that in the context of what I'm talking about here, I'm talking about, uh, you know, some business stuff, but you'll see how I'll connect the dots for you in a second. And, but as I'm saying this thing, you'll be able to relate to, you know, circumstances in your own life. So here's a story that I've told myself in the past around the Ultimate Commando event. When I first started doing them in 2011, uh, the marketing worked quite well. It was really only internal marketing amongst my, my group and communicating with them. And it was just to the boot campers and asking them to come along and um, have a great experience. Now, the first few, or probably four that I ran, I didn't really have any trouble at getting them filled. So we would stay at the uh, Silverwater Resort down at Phillip Island two apartments, 12 people, including me, so looking really for 11 participants. When I started, it was female participants because I wanted them to you know, be sharing and it was all part of boot camp, etc. And then after that, people said to me, people had done a couple of events and they wanted it to be, the workouts to be a little bit harder. So I changed the workouts to be uh, more commando style. And... Um, I, I started to, you know, find it much harder to... I was having the same clients. They didn't want to come to the same event. Um, some of them wanted it to just be harder. So I, uh, I made the event harder. And then it turned into making it, you know, really all about the workouts and, uh, you know, just some nutrition and, you know, other workshops. And, but for me, most of it was around the, uh, around the workouts themselves. And ever since then, I have found it a real struggle to fill the event. People say, oh, yeah, I'd love to do it, love to do it. But then nobody commits to it. So the story I would tell myself is that, man, here we go again. Here's another event uh, of this that I'm running that, uh, you know, it's going to be a waste of my time. People are going to pull out at the last minute. Um, You know, people are are just going to make it difficult for me and it's not going to be a success. Now... Um, as little as five days ago, despite the fact that the people that told me that they, you know, were coming, or you know, yeah, yeah, I'll think about it and talk, you know, talk to my partner, or whatever, and but yeah, I'd really love to come. Um, I would have been like fully subscribed four days ago, and or five days ago, and then what happened? So I had to get more aggressive at pursuing these people because I need to lock things in. I need to work out, so what are, 
can I finalise these activities? Because if we've got less people, then we can't do this, we've got to do something else. Um, so five days ago, I had four people. Everybody else said no, uh, for various reasons, all different excuses, some really lame um, excuses. So um, I thought, man, here we go again. You know, the same thing's happening again. People always pull out at the last minute. It absolutely drives me crazy. Um, so, you know, maybe I cancelled the event um, or whatever. Uh, because I've had to postpone the last few, actually, for a similar kinds of reasons. It's like, you know what, this is just absolutely doing my head in. So I decided that this would be the last one that I ran. And I could have just said, you know what, I'm done. I'm through with this. But instead, I said, you know what? JT, my coach, he talks about, you know, always pushing through, finding that other level. And I know that I'm not at a level that I want to be. So I said, you know what? This is for me now to start taking more action with more people and finding a way to make sure that I fill this event. So what I did is I, I went through, you know, all of my lists and um, I just started contacting people and contacting and contacting and recontacting via email, via text, via phone call, via, you know, one-on-one interaction. And as of a matter of, I don't know, less than an hour ago, the event is now fully booked. And uh, what was going to be, you know, potentially cancelled and uh, yeah, the people wouldn't know the difference. They would still have a great experience. But for me, I'd be like, man, I'm just hating every minute, every step I take over this weekend because I know that what it's costing me in terms of time uh, and uh, so forth when I could be using this time to serve so many more people if they'd only just come. So the point of that story is that there's always another level that you can go to. Okay? You can find that next level if you really want to. Now, you've got to push really deep, don't you? You've got to dig deep within you to say, well, this is the outcome that I'm getting. This is the outcome that I got last time. This is going to be the outcome I have forever. So therefore, I'm going to stop working and just give up. And I decided this time not to do that. And I find if you do put good out there in the world and you're always doing the right thing by the right people, you know, there are moments like this weekend where, you know, I've reached out to people where I have, and I didn't reach out to them because, you know, I've done good things for them in the past, but I reached out for them thinking that this person's really going to get a lot out of this. Let me just reach out to them one more time. And let me see if they will bring someone else along or more than one person. And, you know, this is the difference between, you know, success and failure, isn't it? You, what's the worst thing that can happen? They say no. And in the past, they'll be like, oh, no, I feel a bit embarrassed asking or whatever. The worst thing they can do is say no. You know that, well, I know of the relationships that I have with people that they're going to love it. And, you know, they love me and they don't... Uh, they're not going to feel this sense of, oh my God, you're selling to me, blah, 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 blah. You know, that I've never had anyone come to me and say that. Uh, so maybe they say it behind your back. But, you know, people would just say no. They wouldn't tell you the truth and say, oh, well, I'm not doing that because you're being too pushy or whatever. And that's not my style. 
Um, it's to have a conversation and find out you know, whether this is right for the person and um, you know, encourage them to come along. Uh, so um, that's what I did. And then I had, well, this is the one that's less than an hour ago. And I'm like, oh man, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. These things aren't gonna happen. Um, you know, a couple of days out, I really need this finalized. And this one person has got three people, so them and bring two other people. And it's like, boom, that's what it's about. You know, you build this network around you and then, you know, these things happen. And so now it's going to be an awesome event um, because we're going to have, you know, the right number of people there. Now, some of them can only make it for half the day, which provides some challenges in terms of, okay, so in my mind, I know, okay, we're going to do this part of the day first and then we'll move on to this part of the day uh, because these particular activities are going to take us about, you know, five, six hours. So that's, that's going to be enough time. And, uh, yeah, I guess it made me think, reflect on the week and how just at the start of the week, um, yeah, it was Monday where I felt like crap, really, about all these things that all happened within about 60 minutes of each other. People cancelling, um, you know, I got this barrage of texts, phone calls, emails of people just saying no, 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 to not only to the commando weekend, but, um, you know, having to cancel PT, having to cancel boot camp, all because of legitimate reasons, but, uh, and each of them completely different uh, and understandable. Uh, but like I said the other day, it's about maintaining that relationship so I know that they'll come back. But it's just that all of those things happen at once and it was, um, it just, it was demoralizing because I was been working so hard that day to follow up leads and build relationships with people that I don't know yet. And uh, you know, no responses from any of those and then just a barrage of no's from the existing clients. And I'm like, oh man, this is a hard day. But then, you know, the last few days I look at it and you know, I had a client that um, paid for six months in advance. Um, I've got uh, some other leads that are, you know, responding and coming to sessions. Um, so, you know, things are turning around and then the, the commando stuff. But it's all come from, you know, me having to be very resilient and saying, man, do you know what? I know that that's happened, but I'm going to keep following up. And I guess what also inspired me a little bit this week was, um, so Christian, who is uh, the owner, him and his wife, Sue and Christian, over in Germany, in Munich, uh, they own the Business Booster magazine. And... Um, Christian asked for an introduction uh, from me the other day. So I introduced him to two people that I thought he would be able to do work with. And one of them, he's a bit surprising, I don't know. I just thought he would be more professional than he is. I don't know him super well. Um, uh, We've had a few phone calls and so forth and I just thought it might be a good fit for him. Uh, But I kind of felt embarrassed by the question, the stupid questions he was going back with. I was connected with him on a chat um, via messenger and I was a bit embarrassed by the questions he was asking I'm like I ended up having to intervene and saying look do you know what why don't you jump on a call with Christian and those questions are probably best answered via a phone call it's like they're just stupid little petty questions and then the other one was John from um, the LA who I thought well John's the CEO of a company a really successful software company you know, they could find a way to um you know, do business together. And I know John's been busy and he put him off for, for a bit. 
But anyway, I followed up Christian and I said, and this is about uh, how you build your networks and your, and your connections. I reached out to him, not so that he would give me something, uh, but so that I could make sure that I was growing the relationship by giving him what he wants. Because if you give people what they want, then you will naturally get what you want. And uh, normally without asking for it, it'll just happen. Or when you do come to ask for it, like I'm saying in the case of Commando, people say, yeah. And maybe because they just, we just send, tend to feel this sense of reciprocity. You know, if, if I give somebody something, innately, if I gave something to you, innately you will feel like, I really want to give Rob something. Or if I kept giving you stuff, it's like, just, I really, really feel that I need to give Rob something. And, uh, you know, you'll find a way to be able to, to do that in a way that serves you. Because giving is a great thing. That's why I do so much of it. Um, so I followed up Christian and I said, uh, just a quick, quick message that I sent him. I said, have any of the introductions that I provided you amounted to anything yet? And he just sent a message back saying, no. And... You know, if somebody sends you a message back like that, you immediately think, uh, you know, you've provided them rubbish and uh, they're really unhappy about it. Uh, But you also have no context for the frame that it was written, the mood they were in or anything like that. So I just sent him a response and and said, look, that's really disappointing. Um, I, you know, I will follow up. I'll I'll keep looking for some other ones for you. And... um, you know, sorry that if they've been time wasters. And he sent a response straight back saying that, um, you know, thanks very much. It was, um, you know, good of me to reach out kind of thing. And uh, he was thankful for the fact that I would give more introductions. But he said, um, he said, I haven't, um, I haven't got anything out of them yet. But he said, I will keep following them up until I close them. So, and do you see how that mindset is so different? What he's saying is that I haven't got anything from them yet, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep pursuing them until I do get what I want from them. And that's what I thought this week. I thought, yeah, actually, I've never heard anyone say that before. It makes so much sense. And it gives you a sense of so much confidence that, do you know what? I'm just going to keep pursuing this person until they sell. Now, they reckon that nowadays it takes something like 22 touches with a person before they buy 22 touches now that could be via you know seeing a uh, seeing an image yeah let's say old school let's just say it's a billboard to then hearing it on radio to watching it on tv to seeing it in writing in a magazine to seeing it in an inbox uh, to seeing it on social media seeing those messages multiple times before you say oh yeah i'm gonna do that uh so um, it makes sense. So I said, okay, so what I'm going to do is make sure that I follow up and I'm following up and I'm following up these people. So I've got people now that uh, they go into an automated sequence uh, when they opt in for something for free. And it's normally six, a six email sequence over, I'm going to say four weeks. It's around about four weeks, 30 days that I, I do that over. And um, even though, so a lot of people have been through that. Plus, they get all the marketing emails from me around you know the events that we've been doing lately, like the transformation ones, Commando. I mean, there's four just on Commando. So you know, I'll look up some people, and they might have 20 
or more contacts from me. Um, so I'm front of mind for them. Uh, but then you also don't know that how many of these things go through to spam, etc. So even though I've had all those, I can say, oh man, well, clearly they don't want to have anything to do with me right now. It doesn't mean forever, but it certainly means right now that they don't want, uh, they're not ready to buy or trial anything right now. So I'll just forget about it. But I thought, no. Do you know what? I remember that 22 thing. People just keep needing touches. And there's an old sale saying, say that um, you keep selling to somebody until they buy or they die. Um, and because there's no sense in having you know, like dead leads, if you like, on your, or dead contacts on your database if they're never going to buy from you. But there's another saying that says people aren't always ready to buy when you're ready to sell. Uh, so that's why you know I keep people on my database, but you want to. But there will be some people that, like I had one the other day, where this guy um, wanted a consultation, and then you know I followed him up a couple of times, nothing. Then I thought, okay, so I'm going to text him this time. So I sent a text message asking if he'd received my emails, would he like to come in for a consultation, and that's when he said no. He was looking for somebody to come to his place uh, to do it, which I don't do. And he's found someone, um, so thanks but no thanks kind of thing. So I thought, okay, well, that's cool. Um, so will that person be dead in my list? Well, probably. Will they be dead forever? Well, probably not because you just never know. That person might get to a level of fitness where they say, oh, geez, I want to you know, come do the, the ultimate commando, something like that. You just, you just don't know. Um, so that's what drove me to take some more action this week. I thought, well, I've got to have that mindset too. I will keep... Are chasing people up until they come back to me with a response saying that they don't, you know, they're not ready or they are ready. Let's face it, that's, oh, they're the two options. They're either ready to do something or they're not interested, not ready to do it. Um, so uh, that's the mindset that I had this week. And uh, we're not even at the end of the week yet, but I mean, compared to just three days ago, and see how quickly your mind can change, your mood can change, and where you think life, um, I wasn't down this deep, but see how you can find that life seems all doom and gloom, and then in a couple of days, or even in a moment sometimes, you can completely the other way and say, yes, what I am doing is working, this is growing, this is helping serve more people, and look, we're about to do a fantastic event this weekend, and everybody's gonna have an absolutely amazing time and that's going to create more testimonials and fun for us. So what? Uh, let's bring this all back to you now. So what are those gaps in your life where you find that you're doing really well and then things go wrong and you find that everything goes downward? Make a list of what those things are. Maybe the top two, three things in you. So what is it with your health and fitness? Let's just focus on that. Let's just focus on this one. Your health and fitness. Let's just say that you know the road that you've been on. Now I'm about to drive over a speed hump. So you know, you go up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, you know, you're focused at one point, and then you're not focused. Then you're focused again, and you're not focused. Now some people, this is an annual thing for them. It gets to spring or summer, and they... Uh, you know, go through this cycle of being really motivated and then it really drops off again. Uh, and they put on weight over winter and before you know it, they're not in a great place. So if that's you, then we've got to stop that, don't we? 
and there'll, there'll be things. You'll have this go-to place in your soul, your mind, where you say, okay, this is the result that I've been getting. It's not working, I'm giving up. Or it is working, but I'm still giving up, and therefore it's all over. And then you go back to where you were before. We want to stop that, or certainly shorten the cycle to a matter of minutes, hours, so that you don't procrastinate on this stuff and keep causing yourself to live in a poor, a poorer, um, you know, a poorer, poorer location in your mind, because that leads to um, not nice, not nice feelings and um, and behaviours that are not going to empower you at all. So um, we don't want that, do we? We do not want that at all. So I want you to write down the things that have been blocking you, why it is that you beat yourself up, why it is that you're procrastinating in the same spot, and what it is that you could be doing to uh, change that. You know, how do you keep pushing through? What are the things that you need to do to push through? And maybe it's something like this. Maybe what you need to do is you just need to go and start that workout like me the other day. I didn't want to do that workout really. Like I was, I wanted to do it, but I wasn't really into it. But then when I did it, I ended up doing a 50 kilo, well, there was a couple of things that happened. One, I thought, you know what? I really need to create a simulated workout to what I'm going to do in December. So I'm doing all these lifts so that I don't get to, you know, December and then find that, oh man, I can't, you know, I'm just so drained. I can't do all those, uh, you know, PBs on that one day. I'm going to have to train myself to do that. So I thought, okay, that's the first idea. Then I thought, okay, I'm going to do that workout now. And so I went from a, a, a position of not wanting to do a workout really to here's an idea, let's do a workout to simulate what I'm going to do in December. And then I did a PB in all of them for, you know, compared to the last three, 13 weeks. Uh, and that all just happened in a moment because I got inspired by the decisions that I'd made. And then I went out and did it. Um, so that, that was exciting. You have the same gifts and the ability to do these things that I do. It's just that maybe the difference is for me, I did it and I do it, whereas you don't. So that's, that's where you need to, to tap into that part of you that is pushing really deep and really hard when you don't want to. You know, we, we don't all want to do these things, but we know that on the other side of it is going to be greatness. And that, that is where you need to push. You need to push through that. I know it's not easy, but if life was easy, everybody would be in an optimized level of health and not where they are right now. So I'm going to leave it there today. You have greatness within you. You absolutely do. You've just got to tap into those things and you've got to keep pushing. Keep pushing hard. Use this recording as an inspiration of what you're capable of. All right, that's me out. Bye for now.